0: Welcome to the loop me. I practice. H- how you gonna tell me how to get to the next level if you ain't never been there before? That's you know? like, one thing I that the parents have to understand. They they have to dig deep inside I of themselves. Practice. I can't understand why the Yankees are are going that in that direction. I, I don't understand. I practice. You know, that drop five bat is illegal for real. I it's practice. stupid illegal. The ball comes off of that like a golf ball. Practice. And that's why I call it the Loop Zone, baby. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another crazy fun episode of the Loop Zone, the number one podcast with travel ball parents, youth coaches, and players. I'm your host, C.J. Beatty, the baseball and softball motivator. My host for today is my fiancé, former professional softball player, Brianna Cherry,
1: up? What's, up? What's up? What's
0: going on, Coach Terry? How you doing? I'm
1: doing great. I'm doing great. I'm ready to get in with this, this podcast. This show today is going to be great. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited for our um our, our guest today. Mm-hmm. I'm super mm-hmm. excited to hear for
0: what he's got for us. So let's get it rolling. Let's All go. All right. All right. All right. Our special guest today is Coach Jason Ferber. And this is a treat because coach Ferber is Instagram's most followed baseball coach, mm-hmm. raking in over 135,000 followers. Like, no. He is known <laughs> for connecting with his players, posting fun, hitting drills and his amazing personality. He has worked with big leaguers, minor leaguers, all the way down to little leaguers. That coach is- Ferber, coach Ferber, is a part of my TBM family. We have been brothers in this social media grind for years. Love this man. Currently, Ferber resides in the New York area. Let's give it up for the man of the hour, Coach Jason Ferber. What's hey. going on, Coach? What's up?
2: Hey, man. I'm t- I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. TBM fam, stand up. I've been <laughs> around since I've been-, I've been around since the beginning. and Let everybody know. That's right. Uh, I love that, been- bro you know i i i really enjoy um our relationship over the years c j uh, brianna it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you oh, yeah. um thanks so thanks so much for you guys teaming up and doing this so, to bring some share some ideas and concepts um and give back uh, some positive you know just feedback to the to the and information to the to the community mm-hmm. i think that's really needed so i appreciate you guys having me on here c j thanks for 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 uh you know being you you know what i mean and, and, and staying consistent in the message that you've given over the years man it's, it's 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 really um uh it's reassuring to know that there's guys out there and there's other coaches that are doing this for the right reasons so thanks right. no man right. thank you
0: that's thanks awesome. for adding that that's man awesome. that's that's huge i mean that's that's really what i i do this for i have fun while doing it but at the end of the day i built everything that i do off of how can i help people get to the next level right so i mean thanks and that's why i knew i had to have you on here man so but 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 for real though <laughs> i wanted to let people know like the people that's listening. You guys have no idea, like none, the price I had to pay to book Ferber. Like, 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 yeah, I mean, we're all mushy-gushy at the beginning, you know, giving mm-hmm. edification and business all that stuff. Business. But business is business. And Money I and I tell it, like it I, t- I tell it like it is. I tell it like it is. Coach thing. Ferber, like, hold on. Brianna, do you want to guess how much I had to cash out or, you know, cash out this man?
1: Well, I mean, because I know like his
0: hour rate. I, I mean, know, I know it's up there.
1: I know that you know he he's big money. You big money, so it's a lot of money in the room talking right now. So I'm gonna say, yeah. mm,
0: I'm gonna say about
1: four G's
0: an what? hour. Whoa! <laughs> wow! I mean, and the thing about it is, you went four G's, and I didn't think you was gonna go that high, but you're still under just by a little <laughs> bit. I had to give this man five thousand dollars for this hour. <laughs> Five thousand, like five bands. You know what I'm saying? I took I took all the wheels off of my truck just to get them on this podcast. So that lets you know what type of uh, what caliber of person I have on there. Any words to that real quick? Give me give me sixty seconds of a comeback, Coach Ferber, before we get started.
2: Well, it's interesting because uh I got so far from that five thousand, I got a little a little post-it note that says promise to pay five thousand. <laughs> I, 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 and then I tried to add tack on that Rolex, man. And and, and the Rolex, I, I found, man, that that with with the ice in it, it was it, it had some cubic zirconia. Oh it, man, it, come it, on! It said, it said, it said, hey, it said made in China. And 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 the, and the sweeping hand was, it was, it was sticking. It
0: could, it wasn't going. Oh my man, come God. on, CJ. Okay, okay first, yeah, I, I, I love I, you, though. I knew I shouldn't have went there. Okay, here we go. All right, so hey guys, listen, listen to me when I tell you this. The episode is jam packed with information that's going to upgrade your parent and coaching software. I always say this, and I'm going to say it again. It will take you from 1.0 to 2.0. So okay. make sure you get your pen and paper ready. Go to a quiet place. Grab a seat on a beanbag. <laughs> I think we need to start getting bean bags because I say this Soft. a lot. Turn the volume Soft. Soft. all the way up. Make your favorite drink.
1: Or get a snack.
0: Uh, okay, I see that. Your
1: quarantine you, snack. It, you
0: know. I, I see what you're saying. And whatever you got to do, just so you can relax and enjoy this podcast. Today, big Today's big three topics are. Number one, the types of travel ball parents. Types of parents. Which one are you? Yeah, we're listing them today. Which mm. one are you? Number two, it's not about
1: you. It ain't. It ain't about you.
0: Definitely going to dive into that. And number three, rounding up today's big three topics It is Uh about you. Oh, it
1: is about you. You see what I'm saying? How
0: we switch that curveball, change up, cambio. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Let's (laughs) kick this thing off. Uh, Kick this thing off appropriately. Today's episode is called "Don't Be That Parent," and here's my explanation why I chose this title.
1: All right, so we're going to talk about the types of travel ball parents that there are. So we're going to start off with number one. We have the good try parent. Mm, mm. So we all know what type of parent that is. That is the one that's on the fence usually saying, good try, baby. Good try. Every single mistake, every single play. So we've all seen that parent. We've all come in contact with that parent. And Coach Ferber, to you, what is your take on that parent and what is your mentality towards that parent?
2: Mm, go ahead. Uh, it sounds like trying. It sounds like uh, they're trying to give the kid reassurance gotcha, that it's you, okay, yeah. and, and instead, instead of instead of letting him internalize and feel what he has to feel as a teammate, as a player, as as a competitor, and um, you know, just just so I'm clear, I like to make sure uh, to preface all this on. I don't have any children myself, you, exactly. so I'm I, I, so I'm not trying to relate to someone or even try to um, act like. I know what it's like to raise um, a kid from from zero to however, and, and 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 teach them to play. All I'm from my experience as um, taking uh, a lot of kids through the recruitment process, over a hundred placed in in, in, in Division one schools all across the country. Uh, we we streamline the recruitment process. That's what I've done for to match up certain personalities and skill sets and academic levels of players with colleges college programs to get them scholarships for education so i'm speaking more from a suggestion point as far as what what i've seen that works and what i've seen that doesn't work um what you're talking about there brianna with it's okay and the reassurance it's a general rule of thumb to, to just start off this whole blanket statement with is if other people in, in that are at the baseball game whether they're college coaches or other parents or scouts or whatever can identify who you are they know excuse me who your son mm-hmm. is that that they can they know who your son is without ever have met have have meeting you that's generally a problem so because if you're just saying that to your son when he makes an error but you're not saying that to any other kid when he makes an error that's an easy way for somebody to identify like well that's clearly her son that's clearly right. his son because they're not talking so that that's
0: what i would say there is i would I would definitely be wary of doing that yeah kind of thing. That, that that's good and and to to add my to add my uh my perspective on that, I like it. I mean I love the fact because you know I'm a motivational speaker, I love building an environment where you know you want them to to give them their best, give their best at it, you know, but however, here's that but we need to know the situation first, like you need to know the yeah. situation if we're in a situation where we don't want or need the big-time guerrilla hack on trying to hit a four-run homer grand slam to Africa. We just need you to get the situation done and advance the runner. If I see you up there taking selfish cuts, selfish cuts are the ones where you're just all for yourself. You're trying to hit a home run to post on Instagram. But we need you to stay inside the ball and get this, put this ball in place so we can score as a team. Mm-hmm. But then after I see you take your selfish cut and pop up in the infield and we don't advance the runner, the parent hollers out, that's all right. That's good all try. Right, Keep baby. your head up. It's you tried okay. your best. I'm like, uh-uh, that didn't know that's all right. <laughs> that, 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 that's not okay. Now, and the reason why I'm saying that's not okay, I'm referring to the maybe the bigger fields, the 13 and up. The 13 and up, you know. Maybe maybe starting at 12s on the last the last age group that's on the small field. But 13 and up, it's not okay. Why, Fer? Because they're probably going to high school or in high school now, and that varsity coach is not going to stand for it's okay. It's okay. Well, you know yeah, what I'm I,
2: saying? I agree. I, I agree 100%. And also, just thinking about it from a player's perspective, that's embarrassing. Yeah. It's emba- It's embarrassing right. for, for a kid. And, and, and most, nine times out of ten, what I've seen – No kid is going to go tell their mom or dad, can you please stop doing that because it's embarrassing? Because let's face it, young men and women, I don't know so much about women. I know young men do not act the same way when there are adults around parents uh, super uh, authority figures around as when they Mm -hmm. aren't so they're not allowed they're already not allowed to be free in their Mm -hmm. own environment where they're where they're competing in their peers now you're now you're actually taking somebody's mother's voice and inserting it into a
0: competitive baseball Mm -hmm. game i see i see what you're saying that's good that's good all right what's, what's, what's the next one
1: on to the next. So mm-hmm. the next parent we have is the stat parent. So of course we know when it comes to stats, uh, runs, uh, runs batted in, home runs, you know, things like that. We got the parent on the side who's always on game changer saying like, oh, well, my 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 child's done this, this, and this. So with that being said, with this type of parent, CJ, what is your take on the parent that's always keeping up with their kids statistics, even when they're in youth ball, they're like, my kid did this, my kid did this, this came." What is your take on
0: that? I mean, my take on that is it's cool. It's good. We're Everybody's a stat parent. Everybody's a stat player. It's just to a certain degree. You know, what I need for you to understand, it's okay to look at stats because this, stats is what helps you to set goals. Right. But the thing about it is the reason why we added this to the list, don't be the stat parent, is because if baseball and softball is already one of the hardest sports to play on this planet, why should my parent, why should my uh, uh, my coach always bring stats to the situation? To add extra pressure. The only time stats feel good, Ferber, is when you're doing great. When you're doing bad, stats hurt. Stats hurt, bro. When you're doing great, you love to look at the stats. When you're doing bad, stats add a degree of pressure. So my take on don't be the stat parent is if your kid is struggling, don't set the foundation in your household to be that parent that's always Holding stats above their kids right. every single time. Hey, that. hey, let's let let's go. Let's hey, let's get that let's get that batting average up. You know the scouts aren't looking at you until you get to four hundred. Hey, I hate to be this guy, but I hate to be this this parent. But you need to do whatever it takes to get to get your to get this stat up because mm-hmm. you know if you want to go D one, you know you need to don't be that type of a parent. What do you think, Ferg?
2: Well, I would just add to to what you're saying. I agree a hundred percent. Um, when you start getting into the recruitment process, and, and I've seen parents make this mistake over and over and over again. If you want to talk about – our, our, our sport is stat heavy. Nobody's going to deny that. Probably the most stat heavy sport in, 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 in any sport around. The problem is when guys start putting batting averages of summer ball or, or, or even high school um, with their recruitment videos – it's completely, a neg- it, 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 may, it casts a negative light on what you're doing because number one, a it's useless information mm-hmm. at that point. Because why? We don't know the type yeah, of pitches actually, we're true. facing. So when, when, if you're just going out, if you're on a team that's just beating up on weaker competition all summer and that's the type of program that you're in and you're not really looking to challenge yourself, nobody knows who you're seeing. So they, they, it's, it's really useless information. I would stick to the basic metrics um, how you compete, how passionate you are. You know, if you want to go stat heavy, let's talk about grades. How come parents, my question is, everybody wants to post their stats. Why don't we ever see on Instagram or social media a 4.0 all straight A's report card? Why? Because that's not cool, right? That's not considered, um, Some other kids might clown you, other parents go, why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's the same as a, a so, so, that's what I would say. If you're gonna be be, if you want to focus on some stats, focus on wow. grades. Like, I didn't
0: even. Hey, 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 hey! First, 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 Fir, say that one more time for the people mm-hmm. in the back of the room.
2: <laughs> well, if I say if you want to focus on any kind of numbers or stats, focus on grades, or at least do it as much mm-hmm. as you focus on batting average. Focus on do put the same energy towards. Hey, man! Wow, I saw you. I saw you just got a, You just you had a. a You had a a 3.1 at the beginning of the semester. You got a 3.3 now. Go around and tell everybody that and then see how people react. It's the same thing, right? No, I think that's awesome
1: just to kind of go off (laughs) to that is because I think sometimes parents lose sight of the student athlete, the student in student, you know, or the student in that. And so- Um, But just to go to the next one that we have, or that I have on the list, is that the one we all know and love—that wanna-be coach parent. (laughs) You know, it's uh, this sport parent laments every decision the coach makes throughout the entire game. Wow. Um, he shakes his head and sighs Mm. when you know your child gets replaced by somebody else. It's like, why would the coach even do that? Like, I would have done this. He throws his hands and stuff, pacing on the sidelines, basically trying to be, trying to get their kid looking at them, you know, signaling to their kid and stuff like that. So what, you know, coach Ferber in your mind, how can this be detrimental to a kid with their parent trying to act as the coach over the actual coach?
0: Yeah, I, I know. I can't wait for it. For, let me hear what you guys sure. say. Cause I already, you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on deck ready. Yeah.
2: Man, there, there's nothing worse in my opinion than undermining uh, a, 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 a coach in, um, in, 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 in multiple ways, not just in game, even the parent, there's even parents out there that I would even go as far as to say after the game, when, when, when you, when your son is not playing the position he wants to play and he has to do something, maybe, a, maybe a play man up another position, do a job, mm-hmm. do a job for the team. And when, and on the way out, you know, you say to your son that coach doesn't yeah. know what he's talking about he doesn't know what he doesn't know what he's talking about what you're doing is 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 you it's com- it's the complete opposite of what we're trying to do we're trying mm-hmm. to build trust we're trying to you by by letting your son or daughter play for a coach that indicates that you trust them with your son's or right. daughter's exactly. development as soon uh, i mean why else would you do it why else would you have him there because you want him to teach mm-hmm. him, instruct him, develop them, and, and give give him a overall good experience. If he's not doing that and you're at you find yourself after every game questioning Monday morning quarterbacking, mm-hmm. then go to another team that you do find that where you don't have to do that. And if you just do that every single place you go, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's also a too,
1: they're developing their child to almost resent. Uh, or not necessarily resent, but to not listen to that teaching and development. So when it's time mm-hmm. for them to go to college, they're not going to listen to their coach. They're going to be like, "Well, my dad says mm-hmm. this, or my mm-hmm. mom says this, and she knows more than you." So <laughs> that's that's basically killing yeah. them in the end when it comes to further further their education or their career in that sport.
0: So for my biggest my biggest thing that I got from what you just said, and parents listen to this closely. If you have done your job as a parent. And if you have, you know, diligently looked at what's the best team, what's the best team, make sure you let the coach coach. You know, if you've already done your homework and you've done what you were supposed to do, ask about the coach. Ask about his background. You know, ask about his philosophies. Ask about, you know, how he rotates the players. Ask ask other players parents and families or people that may know him or her about their tendencies and what their views are. If you've done what you were supposed to do as a parent, it's time for you to let them coach. Okay? And we're and we're going to talk about other things that's going to tie these types of players to get these types of parents together. So I don't want you to get hung up. This is not something to get in your feelings about. This is something for you to be open about, for you to um to be able to see, like, is this me? Do I have some of these tendencies? Or do I notice that we have a team full of these types of parents? What's the next one? So, yeah.
2: Well, oh no, CJ, real quick, can I just have one real quick? I I got a good point just okay. so people can see. Two seconds. There if if you look at people, I think sometimes don't understand parents that shout that stuff out during the game. You can actually affect a young player's mechanics of what he's actually doing in the game when you want him. to, Like for instance, when when you hear somebody saying the most common thing in eleven year eleven year old base, just throw strikes if the pitcher's missing just throw strikes. That's the most the the mm-hmm. most common thing you hear. What that in, what that indicates for the player is, okay, instead of throwing this ball hard with some intent, I can just guide it in and kind of float balls in there and I'll get the reaction from the coach, yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm grooving pitches and guys are teeing off on me. I'm mm-hmm. not walking anybody. We don't we want to be able to let the kids create the sequence to be able to throw hard later. It's not about throwing the, you know doing everything perfect when you're 9, 10, 11. It's
0: about Got you. developing. I like that. Good 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 uh that's a good tidbit mm-hmm. to wrap that one up, man, because it's it's always mm-hmm. it's always something there that might connect with the parent differently. And I like I like that one. I like that. All
1: right. So the next one mm-hmm. we have is, and this one was one that was a little bit debatable or whether it was effective or not. But this one is the helicopter parent. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. this parent is is very overly involved in their child's. And in the life of their child, wanting them wanting to see them be successful, whether it's in sports or, or life itself. And they kind of take the obstacles, I guess, that are going to 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 allow their child to fail. They kind of pull those obstacles out of their way and allow them to try to smoothly success through succeed through life. So, CJ, what do you think about this particular parent? Because on one hand, it may be good, but then on the other, it could be bad. So what do you think
0: about a helicopter parent? I mean, my, my whole view on a helicopter parent is, is a little bit more direct. When you say helicopter parent, I'm thinking about the ones that are, I take my kids out to the game. Ferb, you can attest to this. You take your kids out to to left mm-hmm. field after the game because you need to really talk to them. And you always got that floating parent that's like within arm's distance away. Um, you always, uh, you're at the cages and we're hitting. And, you know, parents are are around but then you got that one or two parents that wants to be arms distance away. Um, I think, you know, for me as a helicopter parent, it's okay that you're around, but let's not be in the coaching arena. Let's not be in the coaching distance to what's going on, because if you feel like you need to always be there, again, it shows physically that you just don't trust what's going on. And as a parent, as a coach, when I see the helicopter parent, the one that, hey man, everybody to the left field. That's why why do you think coaches, when they about to really tear into their uh, their players because they just played the game disrespectfully? They wasn't hustling. And he said, I'm about to go down there and 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 really let them have it, uh, to let them know that they didn't play up to their potential. Why do you think <laughs> Ferr, why do you think us coaches always have to take them the 10 buck two just to talk? Because we feel like the parents are always gonna mingle so close around to be able to
2: do that. What do you think about that, Bert? Well, I think ultimately young men learn how to compete in the street. They learn how to compete in, in, in a neighborhood pickup games. They learn how to get reads. They learn feel, right? Like uh, by, by, by older guys, o- mm-hmm. bigger, stronger mm-hmm. players, overmatching overmatching them. When you're trying to continually have a soft landing, soft landing. when you're not allowing your son to, to get picked last in a pickup game, some kids need to feel that. A lot of parents they don't want their kid to feel mm-hmm. anything bad. Yeah. Anything. They don't. They don't want them. I don't want my son to get in a fight on on in a schoolyard. That's that's crazy. That's bullying. And that's just, yes, it's not good to fight. But what I'm saying is that there are certain life lessons that come along with being able to interact socially that you can't get if you're constantly on top of your son on on, on everything he does. If you are. Put it this way. If you have to remind your son to go take batting practice at this point at 11, at, no, not 11, I would say 12, 13, 14, if you're still rem- Hey, did you get your work in? I'm t- I promise you, I haven't seen many players level up gotcha. to get you to the next level that, that mm-hmm. I don't have to be
0: reminded mm-hmm. I like that. That's, that's, and, and, and I always like to do this is just wrap up what you just said. Just gift wrap it. Put it on a tee, as we call it, mm-hmm. for the parents to understand. The biggest takeaway from what he just said, that soft landing that you keep referring to is essential, For It really is essential that parents understand. Like, there's, you need to, I, I tell my mother this all the time. Like, mom, when you raised me, you didn't have so many soft landings. You didn't always, like, have to take the blunt force of what I'm learning out here in life. Because, and that's what helped me get to where I'm at today. Like, I I thank my parents that they let me get burnt by fire in certain situations because it has prepared me for life. If you're always hovering Mm -hmm. around, if you're always there to take the, take the, all of the blunt, uh, blunt force trauma that, that, that life could possibly give your kid, then whenever you're here, whenever your time on this earth is gone, then how are you really positioning your kids to be great if they never understood how hot fire can be?
1: Mm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's deep. So it, and and I hope you take this from it and just really look at how you go about communicating certain things as a parent from what Ferber, from what Brianna and I are talking about today. So I think that's good. Uh, and that's soft landing. I have that circled on my page right now like make sure you're not creating a lot of soft landing spots with your communication with your kid. Let's okay. kick it to the next one.
1: All right. So I think you both are going to love this one. Um, This one is the litigator parent. Ooh. So I, I wrote this Ooh. on the Ooh. side in parentheses that this is a big time type of travel ball. Parent. Okay. I feel okay. like you guys have probably dealt with this in the, in the coaching world a lot. Um, This parent argues for play time, playing time, nonstop. Keeps tabs on minutes. Believe that his kid, his or her kid, is not getting what he or she deserves. He he lobbies relentlessly with being emails and phone calls. You know that. Hey coach, can I talk to you real quick? Hey coach, you got a couple minutes? Can I talk to you real quick about my kid? Hey coach, can I? Because it's just never perfectly fair. They're always saying, "Well, my kid didn't get this. My kid didn't get that." So.
0: All right, Furb. All right, Furb. I, I I want I want to hear your take on this, man. And I hey, I'm on deck again. You're gonna lead us off, bro. I'm on deck. Well, I mean, all that, Brianna, it's a great, it's
2: a great point. And, and I think it, a lot of it stems from insecurity. A lot of it stems from um, uh, sometimes you see that with, with parents that might have a a, a child that's a little undersized for his age. Um, she, they feel like it's not fair. The, 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 um, the amount of playing time, you know, first of all, when you're in a team sport, um, I heard LeBron James say this one time in an interview, he was talking about playing roles, guys are role players. And, 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 and if you want to, if you want, to have if you want to do it all yourself, just go play tennis or go play golf, because those in those sports, you can you can do it all yourself. You don't need anybody. You don't need to sub in. You don't need to pick anybody else up when they're when they're not having a good game. You don't have to root for anybody else. Just do it all yourself. If you want to play if you want to play a team sport. Then understand how to play a role. Understand how to sit the bench. Understand that that's that's it's going to happen. I got guys in, in in every ACC in every conference ACC SEC. I got freshmen at Vanderbilt that are that I have freshmen at UVA that turned down third round money seven hundred eighty thousand dollars. And guess what? They are fighting for playing time when they could have been pitching every five days in in, in Pro Bowl. They are fighting, fighting to get on the field for an inning or two on a Wednesday right. game in college because you you need to learn how to sit the oh, bench and be God. a I good like teammate. Team. If you are, yeah. And to go that, like I
1: have like a perfect, literally perfect story in my book. Like me, when I went to college, I thought I was going to be the you know lights out player. I was hitting home runs every single game, all of that, just to find out that I was literally sitting on the bench because. I mean, I, I just – I had this mindset that I was going to be the star player. My freshman year, I sat the bench the entire – I think I won it back. Like, I think I might have wanted – like, my batting average my freshman year was literally point zero sixty seven. Mm. And that was tough. Like, that was tough for me. I was literally on the phone with my mom every other weekend. She's like, how's the games going? How's it? I'm like, I sit on the bench. What do what you want me to do? Like what, like for real. So it I had to really pull myself yep. out of that because I'd never felt that before. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like my mom had to deal with that. Everybody had to deal with that. But I mean, it's just, it's part of the game. At the end of the day, you got to figure out how are you going to position yourself to come out of it?
0: So so my big to wrap that up, my biggest takeaway from what Ferb was saying, from what Brianna was just saying. Okay, here we go. Write this down. You got to understand when to be the litigator and when not to be the litigator. There's times when your kid is being treated disrespectfully Mm -hmm. where you need to pull the coach to the side. Mm -hmm. You have to be the parent, pull the coach to the side, but it's not the time to pull the coach to the side and go tick for tack. I've Mm -hmm. been keeping the stats and I see that because no coach wants to hear that. Do you think, do you think that's going to be like, Oh coach? Well, thank you. Let's cross reference these stats. And uh, you know, I'm going to make some changes. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. It's not going to go. It's not going to go well for you. If you feel that you need to go that far and say, I've been keeping the stats and I've noticed that you're playing. If you're going that far, how about don't go that far? Just find a new team. Like cause it's not gonna it's not gonna end well for you. It's not going you're not going to jump spots by going to be the litigator to bring up coach, to bring up stats. It, it never goes well. So that's why I think that that's a good one. Um, let's let's go to the, uh, the the final one. The final. All one.
1: right. So we have the final one, and this one is the chirper, the talker. May uh, possibly, I the referee or the one who thinks they're always right behind the fence. They're always always talking, always making a call on every pitch. Um, that's made on the mound. Every little minor touch in a game or anything like that is a foul. Oh my gosh, she touched her. She did. She did that. Um, she's always screaming. Oh, that that player's traveling. Oh, she did this. She did that. So they're always that person behind the fence that's got something to say. CJ, what you got about that?
0: Man, the chirper, I, and that's why that's why I put this last. For that's why I put this last. The chirper, the one that's like, come on, blue, what are you doing? Let the kids play. Let the kids play. Oh, man, Let, let's make a play. Block. Come on, block. What are you doing? That was the easy one. Always chirping. Chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> man, I, I just said, man, you need to slow cool your jets. Cool your jets. Use Coach Ferber saying, man, you need to stay crispy. Because that, <laughs> that, right, that right there is not cool. <laughs> it's embarrassing to the player as a scout. It's embarrassing because I pick up on it and I, I the first thing that I say when I find a chirping parent is who's dad or whose mom is that and then I, I, when I talk to the coach, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna go up and be like, oh by the way, coach, who's the guy that kept just chirping the whole time? That's what I'm gonna ask Fred, what do you think about that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna
2: to give you a really fast one with this and a really quick one it might sum it up might help some people out. There's only, there are only three things that you can do in a baseball game or a softball game. There is literally only three things. You can play, you can be a player, you can be an officiator, meaning you can be a coach or an umpire, mm-hmm. or you can be a spectator. There is, there is nobody else there on the field other than those three people. Now here's the key: you can only do one of those things at a time. You can't. You can play if you want to be a player. You can't be a coach. You can't officiate the game, right? You can't be a spectator because right. you're not going to say you're in the game. If you're a spectator, if you're a spectator, mm-hmm. then spectate, support, root when things go well, root when things yeah. go well, and have some feel. And but but if you're trying to if you're trying to be a a spectator and a coach, that's when things get get uh that's when the game gets blurred and people right. start to lose sight of I'll, what's I'll, really going on. Yeah.
0: Yep, yeah. And and I like that because that's going to bring us to our next topic, real good. Um, It's not about you. But just to wrap up that last one about the chirping parent, one thing that I saw is a tactic that has helped out travel ball parents that's that I've seen. You know, if you're one of those parents or one of those dads, uh, they they become a wandering, a wandering fan. I, I always see that dad that's behind the left field fence with his chair and his cooler. He's away from everybody else because he knows how he gets. He gets animated. So he positions himself away, mm-hmm. not saying he doesn't care, but he knows he doesn't want to be around the parents because he he likes to pace, he might say something that 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 can cause um the the umpires because sometimes chirping on the umpires yeah. it changes the game mm-hmm. you know you riding the umpires so much, I always have to educate my parents. riding the umpire does not help us. Mm-hmm. you might think you're chirping and that's going to yeah. get him to to give us the next one, okay, but it, yeah, it, it doesn't do it. I remember I remember a certain situation where they rode the umpire so bad, I stopped the game. I said, hold on time, Blue. And I went over there to my parents in front of everybody and said, hey, hey, this is not what you signed up for. I'm the coach. I'll talk to them. I love your intensity. I love the fact right. that you're rooting us on, but that's not the way we go about it. If you have a problem with the call, I'm going to address it. I'm not yeah. blind. I see what's happening. I'm going to address it but that's not the way we go about it. And I feel like coaches should hold their 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 um their families accountable and just be like, look, let me coach. You be you be the parent, you be the fan and let me do what we have to do. I like that. Coach, I like the fact that you said that too. Um so this goes to our next topic. Yeah. Topic number 2. It's not about you. It's not about you. Why did I come up with this? here's the explanation i understand deeply that you want your kid to be successful i understand that you want your players to be successful i understand you want to call a great game <laughs> for the umpires cuz everybody there's no safe zone right here we're we're, we're talking about the big 3 right there parents coaches and umpires it's not about you okay ferber when you hear it's not about you what comes to mind You know, for the parents, when you hear, man, it's not about you, what do you, what do you, what do you think about that, Bert?
2: A couple of things. One is, I don't, I don't think um, people realize that, I think they, I think, I don't know for sure, but I believe that parents, when they're, when they try to constantly say things, it's, they think that that's soothing somehow to like their son when he's out there, like he hears my voice, he needs me. You know, like he needs me when he's out there, when it's really the exact opposite. He needs to be in a state of peace. He needs to be in a flow zone where he can block out noise. The whole main thing about hitting a baseball with a guy that's trying to get you out is mm-hmm. is being at peace with your surroundings and, and le- letting everything slow down and letting the ball and, and just simplifying everything. And what you're doing is here's the problem that pa- that parents, a lot of parents, I think sometimes mistake is that. You can only think of, humans can only think of one mm-hmm. thought at a time. We can have many thoughts, but but they happen in sequence. They don't, if I'm thinking about being di- being aggressive in my bat, I right. can't think I don't about like being it. defensive at the same time. I'm either going to be aggressive or defensive. So if, if I need to, my, my thought needs to be one thing, see ball, crush ball. That's what I need. I don't need my thought to be see ball and worry about my dad what my dad is right. saying at the same time as what I'm trying to
0: see this ball that's that's it, it's cloudy it it, it it it's 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 not it's not right. giving me any like type that. of real yeah, clarity and, and i mean it's just again this topic is not about you i mean that plays on my take on it is it plays on the parents that live vicariously through their players mm-hmm. through through their kids Yep. they feel yeah. good they feel
2: they feel good when their kid does exactly. well so, and they so feel bad when their kid has a bad one kid. point
0: you don't want to feel bad so you overly you overly cheer you overly gripe you overly complain you overly because you want so much for your kid to be good in the moment that sometimes we have to say it's not about you sit back and then also for the players i mean for the parents that were that were good back in their heyday it's sometimes tough to watch your seed or to watch the players go about it the wrong way and now you overly coach or you overly cheer or you overly correct because you're like, yo, like what are you doing? Like that's easy to hit. Like that ball was down the middle. What are you doing? Like I could hit that or blah, blah, blah. It's not about you. Your time's over with. Be the best parent that you can be. It's over with. You're not getting drafted no more. The scouts are not here for you. So so make sure you know that. Um uh <laughs> let, let's let's move on to this one right here. And I'm gonna kick this off for Cherry to answer. Um for the coaches. I mean, for real, like for the coaches, like, what do you think when you hear it's not about you pertaining to the coaches? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I think this kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with the parents, because like you said, most coaches and most people who become coaches probably were pretty good or, or decent in their sport at one time in their life. And so they can't take. Their thought process or their success that they had, and how good they did it, how well they played the game into their coaching, and overdo it, and be overbearing on their players, overbearing on if they have kids that they coach they just they they just can't do that because, like we said in this topic, it's not about you mm-hmm. um and I think to go a step further with coaches with success, um a lot of coaches want to be the winning team all the time they want to be the winningest coach they want to make sure that they produce winning winning or successful athletes so therefore they say well we do this all the time we do drills for six hours a day we do blah 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 we do this this and this (laughs) you know they 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 get a taste of that success and depending on what level because what level they where what level that they're at um you can sometimes dictate what level of um intensity in their practices Mm -hmm. or what level of intensity in their games that they that they put into um me being a high school coach i can attest to that that i've been in a position where i've seen where i might have um players who are not as developed as they should be but yet i feel that fire from my level of play or the the uh my um my background where I play ball and how I attacked it. And so sometimes I have to reel that in because, you know, that's I'm not I'm not being looked at anymore. I'm not being scouted anymore. So I can't put my own um judgments and my and my own um, you know, want and and successful thinking and stuff like that into them. I just can't do that anymore. And that's for coaches on any level and at any sport.
0: Yeah. And I mean and that and that and that's true. It's just getting the parent I mean, getting the coaches to understand because the reason why I say get in coach understand, because I have to continue to remind myself, just like Brianna just said. Mm-hmm. You know, Ferb at times, we, we sit there and be like, how could they miss that? Yep. You know, how can you be on this been team? Been there, been there. Uh, I know what's best for mm-hmm. you. Like, what in the world? Like, it was right down the middle, and you still popped it up. But then I have to coach from a perspective of, I remember those times that it, that was said to me, too, mm-hmm. and how I felt when coach said, like we said it last time, um, um, stop chasing trophies segment with LJ Hose. I talked about how my dad used to say, things like how could you why you keep going up there and popping up wanting to pop up why you keep wanting to do that and my dad and i used to think like my dad for he i used to think sometimes like you actually thought i went up there to pop up you know like you really (laughs) thought i went up there to pop up so as coaches if you're listening on here today what we're saying to you is don't forget that they're playing one of the toughest sports known to man. And they were
1: there at one point. And we
0: were there at one point. We were not perfect because check this out. Most of the times, coaches, you didn't make it past high school in travel ball. Mm. Most of the time, coaches, you didn't make it to D1. Remember back in your playing days, most of the time, coaches, college was your last stop. Yep. Most of the time, coaches, you didn't make it to the big leagues. You just played independent ball. Most of the time, coaches, you just played minor league ball. Most of the time, coaches... You only had a cup of coffee in the big leagues, so it's it's always a re- remember. This game is tough, right? 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 Ferb, this game is tough.
2: Man, I would say CJ. I love what you guys are talking about here because, and I really like the fact that you know this is it's about the pan. It, it, this this segment's about parents, but we gotta also take the view and perception perspective of a parent, and and I'm gonna back up a parent on this one too because we don't remember. We all, all have to remember is that yes. Um, There's certain things as parents you got to do, but it only takes one coach, just like one coach that can stick out and redefine, yeah. um, a, like a kid's whole experience and make them feel great about themselves. It exactly. only takes one coach to ruin a kid's baseball experience, and, and and it only takes one. And that's why when when you're like if you're tra- tra- if you don't take the time to actually find out a little bit about who's around your son, it doesn't matter. He's a role model. What he's about, who he's worked with is there anybody else because that's true coaches will get you don't say anything to get you to play on their team i'm not if, I, if i'm a parent if i'm a parent if your if my kid is if my kids are if your kids are stud a parent you're going to get a million different emails everybody's going to say how they're about development and all this other stuff here that's all great here's what i want to know as a parent I want to talk to former players mm-hmm. of yours. I want to talk to former parents and not just one. I want to, can, can you give, can you give me a list of people that you work with so I can get I unfiltered that. feedback about what it's like to play yeah. in your program. Yeah. I don't need, pl- players won't have a filter, you know, coaches have filters. And uh, and the last thing I want to say about that is that we, we, as coaches, like Brianna's saying is saying, you get to, a, you get to this point where we soak up all this information as we get older and older, we know, how how much we gotta practice with this game to mm-hmm. be good, how how precise the execution gets at the higher levels. You understand what it, you know, you know, when you're working with guys that are trying to time up 98 mile per hours with run and sync, how precise everything has to be. But that preci- that precision game is, is not meant to be thrown into a 12 or 13 year old mindset. 12 and 13, 11, 10, not eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. We're playing something called an imagination game. My imagination is that I can dream as big to, I can dream big enough to be, I'm Mike Trout. I'm Derek Jeter. I'm in an imagination stage in my career. I can pimp 200 foot homers that are fly balls on a big field. This is when you take that imagination away from a player and you just say, this is how the ball has to come out of your hand in this particular way. And again, it it gets, you're 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 trying to, and the best way to describe it, you're trying to impose a, a macro view of the game of 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 all this information that, that we've soaked up and trying to give it to a kid that yeah, he really just wants to go saying. out that's, there and compete
0: true. and have fun. That's true. That I mean, that's 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 spot on for that's spot on. And, and, and you know, if I had the organ for church, I would yeah. play the organ right now. Man. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like you you got deep on that one, and I like that <laughs> because the parents need to understand. Um, you know, we're not jumping the parents today. We're not. We're we're not on this podcast uh, doing that. We want to make sure these like these are tips. Mm-hmm. These are tips for the parents and suggestions for the parents.
2: Hey, hey I'll tell you another one. I'll tell you one more, CJ. If I'm a coach, right, and I've I, I've done my job. Put it this way: the way I've always approached coaching, and my and 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 whether it's right or wrong or indifferent, my you know, that if my goal. Is if I can keep a son, a, a kid that's 12 or 13, his imagination intact, his love of the game intact, and his imagination intact, my job is to pass that's that perfect. kid on to the next coach. I'm not here to create big leaguers. That's not my purpose. My, my job, if, now, if, if I can keep his imagination, if a kid hasn't thoroughly enjoyed, a player hasn't thoroughly enjoyed, if I spent two years with a player on my field, and he hasn't thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed and mm-hmm. loved this mm-hmm. game, and he hasn't loved it, I failed. I, fail. I failed I failed him as a coach if I kept his imagination intact and he's so pa- he get wakes up driven every morning to go out and work on his craft because practice is fun I somehow made practice fun I win that's a win as a coach mm-hmm. now I can pass him on to the next guy. Um, that's
0: good into it because we talked about the tips for coaches and the tips for parents. our last topic and um, it's just a short topic <laughs> um, what are some tips you know for the parents uh, to think about to help their to, to help their players be the best that they can be because today's topic, that last topic is it is about you. You know, it is about you. And we wanted to, when me and Brianna were thinking about um, the final topic, we want them to know it is about you from this perspective. We want you to understand that again, it's about positioning your players, positioning your kids to be the best that they can be. So that means it is about you. And, And for me, what sticks out is I need for you guys to understand Mm -hmm. the importance of continuing to upgrade your software by asking questions. The fact that you're on this podcast says a lot about you. You're on here to learn uh, some more tips and tricks and get some suggestions about how you can better your software to position your kids to go as far as they can. They might not go to the major leagues. They might not go D1. They might not, you know, take it past high school. Um, But. However, you did your best as a parent as a coach to to position your your players or kids to be great, so to wrap this up in about sixty seconds for what do you think or what do you think is a tip that you can give these these parents to help their players be the best that they can be?
2: My one tip for any parent that's out there is I would be very careful um, of specializing your son, your son or daughter, in one particular sport too early. Um, I grew, I grew up in, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and Coney Island in the eighties, and I, I, there were guys that were there were groups of people. There were athletes, there were drug dealers, there were um, graffiti artists, there was breakdancers, there was there was uh, you know guys you know rapping, freestyle rapping, and all this other stuff, right? Like they, they have all these little pockets of things. If you take Mm-hmm. Jay-Z back then mm-hmm. was just spitting rhymes out of his head on the street for nothing, for no, no money. He somehow had a gift. He had a knack for creating rhymes in his head and spitting them out and talking about your mom and all this other stuff. I watched all these mm-hmm. battles with Supernat, Craig Mack, all these dudes on the street when they were nobody. If, you, if, if Jay-Z's dad told him at 12, 12 years old, hey, man, you're a baseball player. That's what you do. That's what you are, because I like baseball. Would Jay-Z have been able to... Blossom yeah. into the guy he's yeah. making a billion dollars rapping. No, he wasn't meant to be
0: an athlete. It's just to not box the man. Don't box in the creativity. I like that. <laughs> uh, last time, 60 seconds. The one big takeaway for our listeners. 60 <laughs> seconds for go.
2: Um biggest takeaway for parents for me is um keeping gosh, keeping gosh, a strong gosh. network of people around your athlete. Um, keep yeah, keeping keeping um, people that that really enjoy seeing him shine on and off the field and clap for him when he does well and picks him up obviously when he needs to be picked up. But but having that strong network of people you can lean on when when times get tough. But also player feedback. Mm-hmm. That's the big one, number one too. We need more player feedback. I Ask like the player. Are yeah. you enjoying your like that. Are that you enjoying your baseball key. experience, Cherry? What do you have?
0: as your takeaway. Uh,
1: my number one takeaway from this talk was, mm-hmm. parents, you are your kids' number one lifeline. Um, as soon as they come out into this world, they are looking at you for guidance. They're looking at you for instruction. They're looking at you, of course, to take care of them. So, um, I think parents take this idea that they are the, they know all they have to know everything and things like that. Don't be afraid to reach out for questions, reach out for information, because like I said, your kid is looking at you for guidance. So you don't always have to be the parent that knows everything, but be the parent that searches for information,
0: for everything to build your, your, your child up and to help them become successful. Good, good. My takeaway, my, my final takeaway is the types of travel ball parents. Like that's key for real. I hope you guys have fun with it. But also, I want to I want you guys to dig deep, look in the mirror, and see like with the types, are you any of these types? Are you could you be a person that that is not helping your kid get into the next level because of who you are, you know? So you could be more aware, you know, like oh shoot, I guess I'm one of those stat I'm I'm a stat I'm a stat parent, or I might be one of the gossip people, or I might be, um, you know, <laughs> whoever whoever it is on that list just be more aware of that. Okay. Um, But that's our time for the day, man. That was fun. (laughs) Ferber. Thank you for coming on with us today, bro. It really means a lot. Coach
2: Ferber. Uh, on Instagram at Coach Ferber F E R B E R and 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 that's pretty much. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I don't I don't mess with those. I got one social media platform really. And um, if you ever want to DM and ask a question about what we're talking about, you can say, "Hey, I, I heard you on CJ Bay." You can you can mention <laughs> CJ or Brianna as the key word. I love that's that. That's the password, and then I'll and then. I- <laughs> and, and I'll definitely take I'll take some time out, you know, or you can you say already know. Stand already and know. That, that that'll indicate well, guys, that I need to pay attention. Guys, thank you for tuning into to
0: the Loop Zone podcast, the number one <laughs> podcast for travel while parents and youth coaches. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all available platforms, especially Spotify. Help us help you by sending in messages and topics and guest suggestions. Thank you, TBM fam, stand up. TSM fam, stand up and we'll see you on our next podcast. Thank you for listening to The Loop Zone, the number one podcast for travel ball parents, coaches, and players. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Motivational Nuggets, the baseball and softball motivator brand, and Beatty Music. Did you love this episode of The Loop Zone? Well, head on over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time, family. Thank you and have a good day. Man, sometimes all you got is you. Nobody else want to help. But you got to get there. You got to stay locked in. So what? Nobody want to help, man. You got to get the job done. You got people counting on you. She count on.